What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Footy Fetish. We are now into double digits. Am I right, Mark? We are. We Episode are. 10. Yeah. With uh, me, Alfie Vincent. Mark, how you doing? Yo, good. Harry, how you doing? Very well. Oh, thought you had a bad Very time well. there, sorry. Refreshed. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've got a special guest today, friend of the show and friend in real life, uh, Sarah Williams. Hello, how you doing? Yes. I'm good, I'm good. Good. Welcome. Round of applause for I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Big Leicester fan and uh, movie aficionado. You can catch her on uh, what is it? What you want to plug your po- it's a pop- popcorn chat? Yeah, popcorn chat. Yeah, it's my yeah. own sort of separate YouTube channel. So that's where I talk about films, a bit of TV as well. So if you're yeah. into that, love it. Yeah, we'll put uh, links and stuff down in the description. I'll do my magic. Yeah. Here. Bang, 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 bang. bang. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, uh, I figured, well, the main bulk of the episode today is we're sort of just talking about a few football films that we've been watching over the last week. Um, a few on there that you guys would definitely know. Um, talking to the fans, obviously, not you lot. Um, and uh, yeah, so, but before that, obviously, we're going to talk about the football, what's been going over last week. While we have Sarah here, we want to talk, you know, touch on Leicester. You're having another, another good season, to be honest, because, you know, you guys have been smashing it, really, since you won the league, I'd say. Yeah, I think um, ever since we won, um, well, still when we were all at university, um, yeah. but ever since, I think we've we've still been consistent. Um, we had our Champions League spurt. We had uh, we've got Europa League at the minute. Um, but yeah, no, I've been consistent, and I'm happy with that um, since we've come up since from the Championship because I've been there. We went down to League One and everything, and it just it's sad times. <laughs> but it's it's great to see us now, like being yeah. in the Premiership consistently and challenging um, the top clubs. I think you've, you've literally lived out the dream of all football league clubs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, pretty to much. The Perfect. But um, yeah, I think Leicester's become that team that's like everyone's sort of second team now. You know, they're like the people's team. Almost. I don't know anyone who hates Leicester. You can't hate Leicester, really. Like, Not really. You just, you just can't. You probably like... hate Jamie Vardy, but as a team, no, I love Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy's great. Pure shit housery on, on a daily basis is amazing. Who's the main rival? Is it Forest? Uh, well, it used to be Coventry back in the day because we both used wow. to be in the Championship. Um, and then we used to play Derby as well. Um, yeah, so it's more when we're in the Championship, but Premiership, there's no Derbies now. Who do you, yeah, who would you think is actually your closest rivalry in the Premiership? If you were to say, if there's one game on the schedule that you look at and you're like, oh, I hate this team. Is there what, in terms of like location or...? Just, just you, personally, hatred. for you. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know, yeah. Um... I mean, Villa is probably the, technically the closest. Um, yeah, fair enough. But I don't hate Villa. Uh, a lot of people at my school used to support Villa because we're not too far from Birmingham. But um, no, I hate West Ham. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <at> the <laughs> Me too. Uh, I hate, well, West, I hate Ham. West Ham. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the club. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, you're welcome right. on any 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 time you want now. Now that we know that. But. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, so you guys just recently played City, essentially got Lampard sacked, let's put it that way. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah last you mean Chelsea, last... sorry, not Man City. Oh, so Man City? You said yeah. City. Oh, sorry, you beat Chelsea, that's my bad. You beat Chelsea, uh, it's been a long day. 2-0. Um, <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, just flying. Like It didn't really look like you were ever going to do anything but win that game. Yeah, um, I mean, what, early goal in DD? great and then obviously we had Madison's goal also in the first half and then just nothing really from Chelsea like even though the possession technically you know the stats still said Chelsea a lot of possession but they just weren't doing anything with that um 
but yeah so i think it was good that we took the advantage of that really yeah no the uh that fofana guy fofana mm-hmm. at the back center back he's i didn't really know much about him but he's wicked yeah yeah no he's good um and i think uh james justin as well is sort of showing his he's my FPL well. team. He, he is yeah me too He's even like, he had a chance as well. He definitely could have got that third goal. Oh, I don't know how he didn't put that in, man. Yeah, but no, I think our defence is definitely looking a lot stronger at the minute, which is good, um, considering we have a lot of defenders in the squad. But um, no, I'm I'm pretty happy with the team um, at the minute. And that showed with the Chelsea game. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, well, uh, it's impressive to me how you guys have had amazing players since you've won, won the league. But mm-hmm. obviously, quite a few of them have gone gone away. But you've managed to replace them pretty yeah. seamlessly. Like, yeah, definitely. Uh, we lost definitely a lot of like midfielders, especially um, Kante, drink water, all sort of followed suit, chill well. Yeah. But Maguire as well, and uh, you just think, oh, like traitor, Mahrez. boo, like what are you doing, Mares? But at the end of the day, like you said, we've managed to fill that spot. And you think, oh, these are big names, but if you look at them now, they've gone to the clubs. Is Maguire that great anymore? I don't know. He's getting—I don't know—he's getting better and better, I think. But he's uh, definitely—you fleeced United, which is amazing. <laughs> Absolutely fleeced them, which uh, which is fair enough. And then you bought—did you have Soyuncu or did you bring him in after uh, Maguire was sold? I can't—I think you bought him in. I can't remember to be honest. Because he weird, looks like the eighty million pound man, not Maguire, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you managed to um, him. And now you got yeah. Fofana, which you know you never know what he's going to be like, but he looks wicked. Yeah, and you've got Evans as well, so you've got strong centre-backs there, really, that you can trust. The big mystery for me is what's going to happen once Vardy is no longer able to play Premier League football. Because he's obviously not only been, like, Leicester's best player the last 20 years or whatever, um, but his his character is kind of what people think of when you think of Leicester. Uh, He's obviously a big person in the dressing room, so it's going to be hard to replace that. And yeah. visibility on top of that. Mm. Yeah, I think he will be missed, definitely. Um, he'll be sort of one of those legends that will have, you know, framed around the stadium and everything. Um, but it's going to be hard. I think the goals will still come. Um, I don't think we'll have a top goal scorer of the season anymore, maybe, in the future, once yeah. he's sort of retired or moved on or whatever. But um, I think we'll still be OK. Like we said, with players that have gone, such as Mares. Kante, we've been able to fill the spot. Um, you've proved that you've lost yeah. talent, but, but can also still bring in talent and develop yep. talent as well. So, I think yeah. obviously with the with losing Vardy, obviously you lose such a key player up top. But I do feel like with the fact that Madis players like Madison and Barnes have had such a good like such a long mm-hmm. time to like you know learn about you know learn from him and all that kind of stuff. But I think you'll keep that same love and intensity in the dressing room through players like them. I think it would just be like, you know, the goals, obviously. You can't really replace that. Yeah. Barney's unreal. Um, but, you know, he, yeah. can have, he can play till he's like 40, you know, he's like a bit of a... He, he do what he be like a Buffon, he'll just keep playing. Just keep he gets playing. Yeah, out. <laughs> exactly. But, um, yeah, I don't know, it'd be interesting. Because what is he now? Mid-30s, Barney? Uh, 33, I think he is now. 33. He's yeah. got a couple more years in him. We've got Wes Morgan still, and he's like 33. And he's <laughs> still there. He's still there. Still in the squad. <laughs> Shocking. That's insane. Yeah, I think Vardy would be there for a few more years. Hopefully, I hope that he sees his career out there. I think that would be a really nice sort of finish. Mm. Um, I generally just don't see him else. leaving ever, ever. Mm. 
He'll just become yeah. staff at one point, like working behind the country. <laughs> feed yeah, the groundskeeper. <laughs> Party of <laughs> manager. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah so what do you think for Leicester this year you guys are currently pretty uh, doing pretty well but we third at the minute You're I third think. in the table only two points off of uh, City who are top oh, no, yep. three points three sorry points. City yeah. who are top but um, but yeah no it's looking good yeah I mean top four I think is realistic um, I mean historically we normally do really well in the first half normally like top three um, but, and then we normally sort of go downhill after Christmas, but I'm really surprised this year. I think this year could be a fluke year. You could say that as the years <laughs> we won was a bit of a fluke year. Um, so I think we could potentially get a good, at least top four, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To add to the sort of thing, it always seems every year that you get the Leicester are always like one or two, like in the, in the title race at the beginning of the season. And then you always get that stat that they're doing better than the year they won the <laughs> The last five years, that's what we've yeah. had. And it's the same this year, but you keep, you know, you seem to keep, you're keeping going so far. Like, you don't seem like you're going to slow down anytime soon. Yeah, um, as long as you just keep getting those wins and draws at least, no more losses, I think will be okay. And I think the goal difference is quite key as well um, in this season. Especially um, right now, we're full so tight. Yeah, I mean, Man City are like just smashing it on goal difference compared to us. They're like... Yeah, John Stones become an amazing player somehow again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, good stuff. So what, yeah, so you think top four, yeah? Champions League next season? Yeah, I think so. I think it was really unlucky last year with the sort of the way it finished at the end of the season, sort of holding it down to last game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Europa's still good. It still helps the club out um, and it got some international games in. But yeah, I think this year we could definitely get top four. Do you think uh, Harvey Barnes is going to be in the Euro team? I think I've always rated him. Um, he's another one in my FPL team. He's wicked. Great. I remember when he came over from West Brom and we used to do a bit of filming at West Brom um, for what I do with my job. And yeah. they were gutted when he went. And I think he's what, I don't know how old he is. I think he's younger than us, isn't he? He's like yeah. 21 or something. Oh, I hate this. That, like, um, so, yeah. <laughs> it sucks. Oh, it hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> Try not to think about it. Yeah, it really does. And I'm like, oh, Pulisic. And then I'm like, oh, wait, he's like 21. Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, there's a nice, good 16-year-old Academy product coming through. He's like, oh, my God, I was eight when he was born. That's outrageous. <laughs> yeah, it, it does hurt. It does hurt. But, um, yeah, do you think you guys will be able to keep uh, hold of Brendan Rodgers? Because there's been a lot of talks about him. I think, well, every time there's a job that comes up that's a bigger team, it seems to be mm. his name, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I think he, I think he has been a good um, manager for us, definitely. Um, I, I think I like his sort of temperament and stuff. Obviously, we've had trouble with a couple of managers in the past, such as Nigel Pearson. Oh, yeah. um, so Twat. I think, yeah, <laughs> and his sons and, and his all son that. As well. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> It was very embarrassing for the club. It was like, oh, Leicester in the news. Not for good reasons. Um, <laughs> you had a good bounce back, though. Winning the Premier League is a good way to yeah. sort of uh, put that to the side. Yeah, definitely. Um, but no, I think Brendan Rodgers, I hope that he stays at least for another season. Um, I think if we'll get top four, he should stay. Um, yeah. so we should at least get him next season as well. Um, can't see who would step in, to be honest, at the minute. Frank Lampard. Oh yeah, we don't want him. You know, you don't want, <laughs> want Frankie. Oh. No, to be honest, I, I, there's been like some rumours in like the Palace Twitter sphere, sphere that Lampard is one of the favourites to take over from Roy. I just hate that idea. Mm. Um, we'll probably get I'm relegated. Not sure about that. <laughs> you never know. But Roy's got to go. But we'll get onto that in, in a bit. Um, 
Yeah, so another game that happened. Arsenal seemed to have had a bit of a revive. Did anyone see the game yesterday? No. No, I didn't. no I Oh, mate. Arsenal looked pretty crazy. Pepe scored, it, scored for one. Um, and it was actually a very good goal. Yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. saw that one. Did he do a pretty decent run on the ball? Yeah, yeah. He did some run where he nutmegged like two players as well. It was pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's looking more like a £72 million man, but probably still not nearly that much. Probably needs to keep um, doing that in most games to that. That, So I'll tell you what, someone price. who does it like a £72 million man is Saka. Yes, yes. He is sure. smashing it, man. He's, he's a little talent, isn't he? Yeah, and he's English. Probably which is, is worth wicked. about that. Yeah. Um, what's that, H? It probably is worth about that now. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, I don't even think he's 20 yet, right? Mm. It looks sure, that's well. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's a wicked player. I think uh, Arsenal, man, you never know. They could, they could, uh, I mean, they're not going to get top four. Not anymore. <laughs> no. Break into like Europe or something. Yeah. They'll probably beat City this year because City are going to finish seventh. So Arsenal naturally, definitely, naturally, definitely get in there. But uh, yeah. apart from that, oh, I mean, I mean what, you do, what? Uh, City are nine points ahead of seventh as it stands. Okay, That's still not is, far. No, it's not that bad. I was hoping it was going to be more when I went to look that up. But uh, <laughs> Ooh, well, only nine. News in from the games happening today: Villa, Villa are one 0 up against Burnley. Who scored? Ollie Watkins. Not bad. That puts Villa up to seventh. They are two points behind you, Mark. It's very close. (sighs) Very close to the table. We don't exactly have great fixtures. No, yeah, no. Well, you guys got some tough ones coming up. Tottenham, how do you feel about that coming up? Not that bad. Now I know that Henderson is definitely playing at the moment and that Matty is also definitely playing at the moment because that can easily change as it has done in the past. Yeah. But I think having Henderson back in there is a lot of confidence, even though, well, his ability, I'd never question his ability, just his men- mentality. Like he's the brain of the game, especially for big, big appearances like that. So I'm just happy to see Henderson, Henderson back really and an experienced defender in that back line. Because I mean, Reese Williams, decent, but young, yeah. It's uh, is it Fabinho now at the back as well, right? He's like the other. He's still, back. yeah. He's still um starting centre back. Although obviously with now another option coming in, potentially might just see him go to that centre defensive role again, but just play more conservatively at the back. Yeah. So effectively, just bolstering the defensive defenses even more. But I'm not the manager, unfortunately. I'd I'd expect to see Fabinho Fabinho to start centre back, but. Again, like Tottenham haven't really. I mean, they're still a great team, a good threat up front. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, the United game had the not the obviously the Premier League one, but the the one where we lost three two. Although we lost, there were a lot of positives that I saw from that team. I didn't get annoyed watching Liverpool for the first time in a few weeks, but. I don't know. So going into this game, I'm more confident than previous games just because of we've actually put something in the back of the net, finally. Not in the Premier League though, but... (laughs) (laughs) And the team as a whole, it just looks like it's coming back to its original state in terms of just fitness and players available. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping for just just like 2-1 or 1-0 win. 
Yeah, it's gonna be a oh, it's gonna be a good game. I'm looking forward to realistically, it. Realistically, it really could go either way. I don't think Spurs have been what's what's Spurs' results been lately? Anything? Uh, um, well, I mean, it does really matter because yours is horrific. Exactly. It's <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but that's why I'm focusing <laughs> so much on the other team, just because. Right. Okay. Yeah. Just because I know my ours been horrific, and <laughs> yeah. just getting a just getting a point would be nice. It looks weird when you see nine wins, seven draws, three losses. It's like, oh, Liverpool, out of that, they should, out of 19 so games, you think draws. Liverpool should have won at least 15 of them. I know, I know. And, it's uh, just yeah. going a bit mad. I've seen a lot of stuff for everyone saying Klopp out now as well has been trending. Oh, Jesus Christ. But why would you do that? Like, I would that, never say I mean, that. It'd be hilarious to see it happen. <laughs> like, I'd love to see it happen because it'd be hilarious. I know. But that's yeah. the, the worst part is some of those people will definitely be serious about it as well. Oh yeah, I yeah. know. There they're will just... be some people who really believe that. Yeah. I don't. I don't believe that. I strongly. You're gonna get, you're gonna get Kenny Dalglish for a third stint. Jesus, no one. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> Klopp will stay. He will die as Liverpool's manager. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't need anyone else. Within a week. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I think uh, well, that's ridiculous. But um, but yeah, City, Man United. Do you think? Do you guys think Man United are gonna legitimately pose a title threat? I mean, they are at the moment. Yeah. So yeah, I don't see any reason why. It just has they to. They keep... lost in the last five. No, they just got to keep up the momentum, really. So if they can keep up with City, because City's form now is, is uh, yeah, they're pretty really damn good. When was the last time Man United won the league? How many years ago was that? Now. 2012? Oh, 2013. Um, yeah. About seven years. About that was the Van Persie season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fergie's last year, right? And then, because um, the season before that, it was City, wasn't it? They beat him. Well, that was the yeah. one where it was Goldberg. That was Aguero. Aguero. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I was going to say we'll talk about Palace, but just no point, really. Roy out, I guess. Um, We've said that consistently in like every podcast, I feel. Right. Yeah, it's just getting all boring. Get that trending. Well, it's ever since like the fact that it's like, oh, he's a defensive coach, he brings stability in, but we're like every fucking game we're conceding three or more goals. It's like, how the fuck is he a defensive coach? Like, you know, I'd rather take a punt on like an Eddie Howe and be like, right, you know, he could probably get us playing nicer football. We might, you know, just scrape getting relegated, but I don't know. Although Lampard, I do think will probably get us relegated. Yeah. I don't know how you guys, what do you guys think? Do you think he'd re- get us relegated or do you think he's good enough to keep us up? I mean, what is it now? It's end of January. I don't know. Really, I'll, I'll tell you, let me tell you some days. points and stuff like that. I'll Home give you the... Player. So we are currently 14th with 23 points and the relegation zone's on 12. Like, we don't... Yeah, right, you're not going to go down. Royal keep you up. Yeah. Um, I don't think... I don't so think Frank will so keep many you up. Actually, you see what Newcastle United. are doing right now. Newcastle might mess around and get relegated. Have you seen? Did you see that video of them taking shots to practice warm in the warm Yeah. Oh my oh, god, man! Practice shots and just look weak, and none of them were on target. <laughs> yeah. And they're thinking, should I take Callum Wilson out my FBL team? Because it's <laughs> not confident at all. I feel so bad for him, man. He's gone from one bad team to another, and it's uh, just like, oh, like. He's gone from being the one a one man team to being a one man team again. Um, <laughs> Barely. I mean, we can't really I mean, we're a one man team. But with more pressure now. 
Yeah, exactly. With more pressure, and but at least he's got like Steve Bruce as like the scapegoat, and Mike Ashley as a scapegoat. Like he can like Newcastle fans will turn on them before they turn on Callum Wilson. I feel. Oh, I don't yeah. think you can hate on Callum Wilson. To be fair, in the position he's in. No, he's a good player. I'd, oh fair. man, I, yeah. I, I was about to say something. I'd do mad shit to get him at Palace, but I don't know what. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, all right. Well, not... the X-rated podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, oh god, can you imagine? Well, we got this new new kid. Apparently, he's going to play against Wolves this weekend. Who? Uh, oh, the one you signed, Matata. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen? Is he, is he? How have you heard any good things about him? Uh, I saw. So uh, Palace always put like training videos and stuff up on YouTube um, for like training video of the week or whatever. And uh, they have one with his first like couple training sessions. And it was his link up with Zaha was getting like better and better um and he was banging in goals like near post front uh far post like chipping it like you know it, it, looked, it looked good he looked really confident which is what we need um but yeah i don't know roy man if ugh, roy's got a history of just getting these strikers in and just not playing them uh. so uh he does worry me man he does worry me but uh i don't know we'll be in a 4-4-2 again so it's probably not his best position um like formations to play him in but it's, it is what it is. But, uh, right, should we get into the main bulk of this? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right, so what we're doing here is... Where's my... Oh, I can't find my notepad. I'll have to find that in a minute. But um, what we're doing here is we, we took a load of football. Mark, do you have the, net, the films? I do. So the films that we sort of spent some time watching... Um, I mean, some, some of us may not have watched every single one of them or have seen them previously. Um, and can just go off that really it's not really that strict so we have mike bassett she's the man goal shaolin soccer green street Bendelite beckham me machine and kicking and streaming so what was that eight films weird amount of number but then we thought 10 films would be too many films and five probably isn't enough so (laughs) somehow we settled on eight um if anyone has your honorable, honorable mentions or films that deserve to be on the list more than the ones we sort of chose, feel free just to let we us could, know. We could do ones. a part two at we some point. Part two, yeah. part three. There's so there's many random so films. Many, so many. Obviously, we didn't want to just choose choose some of the most highly rated films. We just wanted to throw some shitters in there just for the pure banter. And oh, I, think, yeah. I think we've got quite a nice list, really, to go through. Yeah, for sure. Um, while I'm here, because I have to dip out soon, can we go? Can we talk about Mike Bassett to yeah. start off with? Because yeah. uh, this film, I've seen it. I'm fairly sure the first time I've ever seen it was with UH at uni. I think you showed me it for the first time. Probably, yeah. And I haven't it. seen it since. But oh my god, this is about the best. It's like the best film ever. It's hilarious, a great mockumentary. It is funny. It, it, it actually does bring out emotional, like you know, uh, it does bring emotion out on you, especially with his um, if speech. Um, to the press. I mean, it does. There's some times where this, it does it does pull at your heartstrings, but it also makes you laugh like crazy. I mean, uh, we're doing these ratings out of ten, right? I mean, we're we doing a rating for them, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got yeah, a I'll nine out of ten for this one. Just I also have a nine out of ten for what it is. I went, it's I went the nine perfect thing. Nine point five. We bring in points. Oh, I went lower. Oh, so I did. That's the only point five, I think. Oh, right. okay. uh, I went for seven out of ten. Seven, okay. Seven. I am that's a harsh fair. critic. You'll understand this. Is that's fine. That's why we have you on this show to bring us down a peg. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, what, what what did you guys what did you guys think? I'll throw to I'll throw to Sarah, our guest, if she is the uh, the movie the movie one out of us. I'll be honest, um, I never heard of this film until you said it. Uh, so I watched it uh, on Amazon Prime with my parents. Mum's like, oh, I've seen that film years ago. Um, not realizing, realizing that it came out in 2001. Yep. You can definitely tell. Um, yeah. But I loved the mockumentary style. I thought it was hilarious. Um, I loved the royal family. And I just thought it was just perfect. Um, uh, it was so. It was just really silly. Um, and it just played on so many... F- like tropes of different players, managers, like, you know, uh, Looney's like uh, effing and blinding at players, like it's a bit Ferguson, oh you know, yeah. you know, there's different like hints, like there's a bit of uh, Paul Gascoigne with the drunkenness. And I liked all those sort of bits they played on. Um, I thought the cast was great. I was like, oh, there's quite a few little appearances, you know, quite a few little British, some really good actors in there. Um, and I liked the sort of the, the sort of the social commentary and like the FA of like these yeah. white old men. Um, and then I think there's even the bit where like he puts the, he's like, oh, put the letters under my door. Yeah, I'll look it, I'll look under it. And then it's just like a flap of just like a pile <laughs> of letters where all the managers have just tried to talk to him. But no, yeah, I did overall really enjoy it. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I think it's the, op- the opening for me was just had me in tears. With the bus, the Norwich bus, where they go oh, yeah. the, uh, the dual carriageway and they have to come yeah. back. It just it sets the tone for the whole film of like what what this is going to be. I know H. I know this is a this you love this film, man. So I let you talk about it a bit. What what are some of your favourite things about it? Um, well, first of all, I think this is a like a film culmination after a series. Uh, I think there's, oh, there was yeah, a series yeah. called Mike Bassett Manager. I've never seen it. And obviously no, right. you don't need to see it to find this. It's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, no, the bit in particular that always gets me, they're at the new training complex. There's that machine that replicates the player movement. It's like, oh, we've got Pele, <laughs> oh, we've got Maradona. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mark Lawrenson, yeah. Mark Lawrenson. <laughs> <laughs> ran out of money. We've got Mark Lawrenson. <laughs> um, oh, it kills me. So, yeah, some great cameos. Uh, Phil Jupitus is one of the reporters. I think it's the only thing I've ever seen him act in. Yeah. He's good in it as well. I, it took me by surprise, you know, turning out to be the bid man as well. I, I love that they got Keith Allen in for the song. Hello, uh, yeah. It's not an England song without him. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, certain bits playing with the imaginary ball at training. Uh, <laughs> you know, I used to do that when I was a kid sometimes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Being 2-0 down, having a massive angry rant and then losing 4-0. Uh, so many Brits, I could go on for ages about this film. Brilliant. Yeah, it's uh, it's the bit where a, um, they're playing Poland and they score. It's like, yeah, well, well done, Poland. For <laughs> 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 God's sake, man. Um, Mark, have you seen this film before, mate? Uh, I did. I did watch it at uni. Not with you guys, though. I think it was just one of those films that I just you know you just randomly come across yeah i think i was just avoiding doing an essay or something um but no i just i rewatched it again and realized how hilarious it was just how comically funny I just all the characters were just so good i just enjoyed watching mike um also like the cameos which hate you just touched a little bit um i didn't recognize all of them, probably didn't pay attention that much to it but i've got a list here that we have pele ronaldo atomic kitten 
yeah, Keith Allen, Gabby song. Logan, Barry Vedison, Alan Green, Brian Moore, Clive Tilsley, Martin Tyler, Natasha Kaplinsky. Uh, cameos on point, brilliant cameos. She's uh, mm. great. It's just an entertaining little mockumentary to watch, and I just really enjoyed it, especially his bloody effing and blinding rant. Really, it went for so <laughs> long. Tooted down to the Mexicans. <laughs> the rose the bag. Yeah. <laughs> Benson Hedges kills me as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was the one thing my mum remembered from the film. She's like, all I remember is that he wrote the team down the back of a um, cigarette packet. And I was like, okay. He's playing in Division 2. And he's like, I told you there'd be some surprises. <laughs> Who's next? Lambert and Butler. Was this, um, did they film part of this film during the actual World Cup? Is that how they got away with a lot of like the stadium shots? Do you know? I don't know, actually, I but I idea. imagine it's got something to do 2000, with it. obviously, was the World Cup, wasn't it? Was the World Cup, yeah. Um, I did I think at it... one point it was would have been weird for them just driving an England bus through the streets of Brazil if there's no World Cup on. Yeah, I think yeah. they yeah. went the full hog. But it's <laughs> yeah. great that Pelé got involved. I just can't believe he was just up for it and just got um, the humour. I am surprised by they that they managed to pull as many people as they could, as they did. Um, because I can't imagine this film had a particularly big budget or anything like that. So, you know, it's, it's you know, fair play to them. They, uh, that's one film that I'm now going to watch, I think, every year. I think I'm going to Christmas film, film or like something. Once a year, yeah, yeah man. Because it's just, it's too good to not watch. And it's only like an hour and a bit, isn't it? Like an hour and a half yeah, or whatever. It's, right. like, it's a banging film. And uh, now, especially, it brings back memories of 2018 when we actually did get to the semi-final. Yeah, of that course. Was great yeah. summer. No maybe, you know, maybe Mike Bassett could have taken us all the way to the final. <laughs> maybe that's who you need yes. for Palace as well. Uh, well, he's won a cup. There's more that I can say. For, well, actually, no, to be fair, has Roy won a cup? I'm sure he has in some way that he's uh, managed. He's managed all over the place, hasn't he? So um, he's getting on. But yeah, all right. So we'll lock, lock in scores. We've got a nine from me, a nine from Mark, a 9.5 from Harry, and a seven from Sarah. That's right. I've got it noted. So yeah. Right. So next film I'll talk about is uh, She's the Man. We'll throw we'll throw to this one. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I hadn't seen this film in quite a while before I watched this. It's one of them films that you um, used to watch all the time on like the Disney Channel. It'd be actually like on the Disney Channel. Um, but yeah, it's a. I, I gave this a six out of ten. I actually do quite like this film. It's not like the most horrendous. Thing. I forgot um, bloody uh, what is it? Channing Tatum, yeah, is in it's this film. One of film. the main characters. <laughs> I know, but I just forgot. I, for some reason, I thought it was um, the skinny the... Channing. Yeah, I thought it was some other guy. I can't remember. He was like in like the OC or something. I can't remember. Some guy from that. Oh, but, I know. Um, I need me. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chad Michael Murray. That that's it. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was him. That seems Jesus like such Christ. a Pull that name out your ass, didn't you? Yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Secret super fan, evidently. <laughs> Pants camera. <laughs> I, think, I think it was this person. <laughs> yeah. I might be wrong. But, just turn um, the camera. It's all like all the DVDs and posters. <laughs> just a yeah. I'll uh, I'll hand over to Sarah. But uh, so, what did you think of uh, uh, She's the Man? I didn't need to rewatch this film because I've seen <laughs> <Yeah>. this film <laughs> fifty times probably. Um, it was one of the films that came out when I was sort of massively into football. I was, what, 11 years old, I think, when it came out. Yeah. And we just, uh, like, after, like, football games or we'd just hang out with my mates, we would watch this film constantly. Like, we just loved it. It's so quotable. I even use, like, the quotes now, like, in my day-to-day -day <laughs> life. Um, 
and we got to watch it in English as well because it's based on Twelfth Night. Yeah, Shakespeare. Thing, yeah. Isn't it? yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did Twelfth Night as our GCSE play. Um, so our teacher said at the end of the year before the exam, you can watch the film. Um, and that was like that was there was quite a few films like that in the nineties, especially they adapted a lot of Shakespeare stuff, like um, Ten Things I Hate About You, Clueless, oh, Clueless. That's Emma, Juliet, sorry, right? Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, it's well, like I a guess big that's era. Big era for like adaptation yeah. stuff, so um, that was good. But I, I just love this film. I think it's so silly. Um, it's like, I think it's a, it's really unfortunate that Amanda Bynes doesn't do much acting anymore. But I just think her comical timing in this film and the physical comedy her is just brilliant. facial expressions are on point. The expression, the I think, yeah. is just amazing. Um, and obviously, it's great to see women's football represented in some way. I know she's disguised as a boy for yeah. most of the film but um seeing that at like 11 years old that was pretty cool to see um yeah and also i've written down that um there's always like it's always stuck with me at the end in the final game i don't know if you really remember this but channing tatum does this throw where he does a throw oh yeah and yeah flicks. does a front yeah, yeah. throw so cool. and i remember everyone used to try and do that and it just wouldn't work but um <laughs> Yeah, just, it's just a great film. I love it. I know it's and it's rubbish now, but um, I just have such good memories of it. It'll always be highly rated for me. And speaking of highly rated. Highly rated. I've given this higher than Mike Bassett. <laughs> I've given... <laughs> what have you given it? No, 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 it, no. You do you. I've given it 8 out of 10. 8, hey, nice. Just, just the, nice. the nostalgia no, mainly. That is fine. Really. That is fine. Yeah, so it's all, yeah, all opinions here. But um, yeah, no, I did... It is fun. It is one of them things where, uh, as a kid, because I used to watch the Amanda Show. I don't know if anyone used to watch. Yes. The Amanda show. Yeah, yeah, I did. Big in the UK. But, oh mate, yeah, that was so <laughs> good. But yeah, uh, it is actually to be fair. What you're saying about Amanda Bynes it is a, it is a shame that she's, she's not really been in anything recently. I think she went off the rails, right? I that was know. like her last film. Uh, I swear, her parents won't let her access her money, and they keep like perpetuating the narrative that she's inside and off the rails in rehab i think so, oh britney yeah, spears so in her they don't yeah basically yeah jeez um, childhood stars in it because she did she did yeah. stuff when she was like 12 or something mad oh, yeah yeah and that nickelodeon those nickelodeon producers were dodgy as well so i can imagine yeah like yeah, a bit yeah. rough definitely but uh, yeah no mark what, what did you think of this my man oh to be fair i enjoyed it it was funny it had its moments, but like, if I'm going to be serious about it, it's had just you, sorry, bit... had you seen it before? Me? Yeah, have you seen it? Yeah, of it? course. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. So this is one of Becky's favourite films. So naturally, I watched it with nice. Becky, and nice. like Sarah, Sarah said, she was quoting it all the way through. Even turn around at one point, she was recording it and sending it to her sister, like just like nice. little snippets. So I was like, <laughs> all right. Um, but all in all, I think it's more of like just a feel-good film where it's just a bit happy upbeat in terms of the actual football i didn't see much like you don't really see like a full game and what you did yeah. see was all like close-up shots yeah. well, the most so, you see is the end game in it the last one. yeah exactly so i think i think that's what um brought it down for me so i i ended up rating this one a five out of ten the only thing really that kept it in the running was that it's it was just a classic a childhood classic of just a, a good football film and it annoyed me that they kept calling it soccer. Mm. But what yeah, do you expect well, from the American, American film? I know, I know. But every time I heard it, I was just like, oh. I mean, it does definitely de- worthy of deducting a point, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, no, you have to take it with a pinch of salt because it's an American, I suppose. Yeah. 
soundtrack is banging as well. Soundtrack is banging, yeah. It's good. that like that sort of era of music, like all American rejects and stuff like that. It was just yeah. great. Yeah. So uh, Mark, you got five. Five. Yeah. Gone six. Sarah's gone eight. H. What are you saying about she's the man? Um, it was my first time seeing it. I really enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> yeah, just a fun uh, a B film. Uh, I didn't realise it was based off Twelfth Night before watching it. Um, but I also studied it at school, and that was one of the Shakespeare plays that I actually enjoyed. Like, yeah, it's comedy, so it's good. It. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I thought I thought it was really good. I scored it a six. Um, it was fine. I would definitely watch it again. Uh, the title sequence in particular was awesome when they're playing on the beach. Yeah. Um, they kept doing like the action freeze frames and stuff. I thought that was really cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, not got much else to say that hasn't been said already. Fair enough. Nice. Nice. So, what, what's your score, sorry? Uh, six. Six. Nice. Yeah. So, that's, yeah, fair enough. That seems nice. But uh, before, oh, I'm going to have to go in a minute. Before I go, can we talk about, can I talk about Shaolin Soccer? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. this film is sick, man, and I want to watch it all the time. It, it's it's an actual like it's a spectacle. Watch, I was saying to you on the chat, like it is something that you just sit. You're like, what is this? This is a, this is amazing. Like all the thing where they like they like kick, and then it's just the wind is just flowing for like two, for like you know, like five, ten seconds or whatever after they've kicked. It's just oh mate, it's, I've given it a seven, purely. Seven. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to give it a 10, but then I was like, you can't give a 10. You know, there's no perfect film out there, even though this comes close. But, you know, I had to be realistic about it. But, um, yeah, I thought it was insane. To be honest, the story, I just didn't even really pay attention to the story whatsoever. I, I just it couldn't, all the mad stuff that was happening. But, it's a very um, busy film. Yeah, man. Um, but it was just, like, the cool stuff where they put where she, like, goes down like that and has, like, the ball in between the legs, the bloke. That's just insane. But, um but yeah, I don't know. I gave it a seven out of ten because of just it just made me feel like what the it's fuck? a bit epic, isn't it? Yeah, man. It's just the whole time I was just basically like, like what is going on? But um, <laughs> yeah, Mark, Mark, what did you think about this one? Oh, uh, mate, again, I, this is a film I think could be like reimagined as a really good anime, like oh, just a really good. Because there was one like, I remember being younger. There was a cartoon which had people had like these special powers playing football and I don't know yeah. but um no I thought it was just a really sort of entertaining football film there's a lot you get a lot of football in it oh yeah what I like a lot of football the only issue I had was that it has quite a slow start like there's a lot of build-up and it kind of takes a while to get into the actual film mm. but once it does I think the visuals are great even though it's what like a 2001 2000 film or something like that One. yeah yeah really old film and i think they actually did quite a good job with some of the cgi and the special effects in there a little bit questionable at the time oh, using like oscar worthy for cgi and visual effects let's get it let's get it straight like <laughs> it's just some it of the blows stuff that... end game out the water man. literally gonna literally. do like end game <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, uh, in, back in that time obviously but no, I just think it has a good impact as a film as well. It was just really fun to watch. It's just mental. It's just yeah. so much is happening. I like the little bits where they're a little bit silly because I don't think they go too far. The only bit that grossed me out was when there's that like, really fat guy who um, really likes eggs for some reason. And someone oh, yeah, throws an so, egg. Yeah, it was gross. There was someone who threw an egg and it landed on someone's foot and it was a really disgusting, like, old trainer. Oh, yeah. And this fat guy came running on, jumped down and literally poked the egg yolk with his finger and it popped and he just licked it 
off the shoe and i was like it scarred me yeah so i had to block that forever. one out of my memory man i can't lie but it was horrible <laughs> but yeah i rated this one an eight out of ten Whew. so yeah nice Nice, Sarah. What did you think? Was this the first time you? Because you, this was the first time you ever seen it. Because you messaged me about it, saying, "What the hell is this?" I thought you'd sent me some dodgy thing. I was like, "What?" An <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused when I first turned it on. I was like, "What is going on?" Um, I agree with Mark. It was definitely slow to begin with. I sort of counted roughly. It's like twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes before there's any actual football. Yeah. Um, but it was just. <sighs> I don't, it was so crazy, but I loved it at the same time. It was just so bizarre. I mean, I've seen a few um, Asian films and they are very peculiar with their humour. And you can, you know, you can sort of see that in this film. But it was just silliness. And I think after a while, I just got in. I was like, okay, just like forget all your ego. Yeah. Like, don't expect anything. Um, oh, yeah. Don't expect anything good going into watching this. Just have a fun <laughs> time with it. It was just bizarre. And it was like a real life anime. Um, it was just like the editing of like when the woman slips on the banana at the beginning. Oh, <laughs> yeah. if only she knew karate. She knew karate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it was good. There's just random dance breaks. Like, why was celebration being played twice in the film? What was that about? <laughs> Where'd they get the rights for that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, it was good. And then like, it was, I liked at the end because you actually got to see as they started to sort of succeed in sort of um, beating these other teams. We got to see more football. Like, I think to be fair, a lot of the stuff on pitch, the green screen stuff was pretty good. Um, there was bits where I could tell they were wearing wires, definitely. Like, oh yeah, yeah. It's when some of the like, <laughs> I think they're female <laughs> players with mustaches. And they're running, and I'm like, I can see where it's like been bunched up with their t-shirt. But um, otherwise, pretty good, but cringy at the same time. Um, but yeah, I definitely will be watching this again. It's ones I need to show my friends. Like, you need to watch this film. This is, Whether you're yeah. into like foreign films or not, you need to watch this. It's just bizarre. Absolutely. Being drunk watching this film would be amazing. Yeah, well, I th don't think you need to be drunk. I think it has the yeah. effect already. It's just Fair enough. wacky. So what did you rate for this, sorry? Uh, I also gave it 7 out of 10. 7, yeah. nice, okay. nice, nice. Uh, Harry, what did you think, man? Have you seen this before? I, I saw it a long time ago, yeah. Um, it's, it's not really my sort of thing, I'll be honest. This <laughs> one. Um, I mean, I, I didn't hate it. I liked a lot of the characters. I thought they were, like, easy to root for and stuff. But uh, I found myself, whenever they started actually playing, I, I just didn't care what was happening. <laughs> it was so stupid i just found myself not caring at all what was going on for there it was so like exciting that i found it boring like it's, it's just too too much for me um but i've never really been a fan of like, anime or anything anyway so that probably just went over my head kind of thing but um the comedy bits i enjoyed uh a lot like the story exposition scenes i thought were really good but um, I've given it a four, but uh, I didn't hate it. It's just not for me. Fair enough, man. I don't see it being yeah. a film for everyone, to be honest. No, definitely not. It is it's very a bit mental, isn't it? It is a bit mental. Yeah, it's, it's not something that you're going to watch all the time, but it's quite bad. Looking at it, I probably should have rated it lower than She's the Man, but I think I just got lost in the whole shouting soccer thing. I just loved it, man. I hadn't seen it in so long. I was like, oh, dude. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'm going to have to dart now. But it's been lovely speaking to you guys. And Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. 
Yes, see you soon, Al. But, um, obviously, you guys are still going to run through the films, but yeah. Um, yep. Mark, you've got my scores, haven't you? I do indeed. For, for the next one. Sweet. So, uh, yeah, well, take it easy, guys, and I'll see you later. Okay, guys, welcome back. So, we've just seen Alfie go. He is unfortunately busy. Can't expect him to be here every week, week in, week out. We, we do have lives. So, uh, unfortunately, we don't get paid. For we? We, don't, we don't get paid. We have to, you know, do, do other things and make other ends. Mark's so, refusing to give me a salary. <laughs> so, I'm the only one that gets paid. Uh, no, so we'll be continuing with the list without Alfie. I have all of his sort of scores, although I can't give you his opinion, unfortunately. So we're just going to have to make our own one up as we go along. Uh, so Alfie's probably going to hate every film now and he's going to say some horrible things, but it's all from Alfie. Um, we'll so go. Alfie loved it. He Alfie thought loved it was it. the, he, he he it gave, was the best film ever. He gave it a two, but he told me it's his favourite <laughs> film. So. so anyway, moving on, we're going to go to Goal. Now, um, this was... I've seen this one quite a long time ago, and only I haven't watched it since. Um, so, H, what did you what did you think about this one? Uh, this was my first time seeing it. Um, oh. It's one I'd heard a lot about. Obviously, we were like the target audience when it came out. Yeah. Um, especially from our mate George, because he loves this film. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought I thought it was really good. Um, well, it felt believable, the story. Yeah, definitely. Um, Santiago's gran was an absolute sweetheart. Um, there were a couple of bits I loved, like the idea of it being a Hollywood film and then hearing over the tannoy, oh, golf scored by Igor Biscan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> outrageous throwback name. Um, yeah, also surprised that Gavin didn't turn out to be a baddie baddie yeah like um he was a dickhead sure mm -hmm. but he... very unlikable character mm. the first time you see him you think oh he's just gonna be a bastard the whole way through yeah. but no he actually did have a redemption arc yeah um, oh it's good i like i kind of enjoyed seeing that though mm. in its own and way a couple of problems near the end like him getting phone signal on the pitch <laughs> and being on the phone like right at the end of the game not going to happen. It's going to be in a um, locker. It's going to be in a changing room about 15 minute walk away. And it's Nokia. Like, hello. <laughs> and using his right foot the whole way through the film. Or then yep. all of a sudden spanking in a big left footed free kick. <laughs> Unnecessary continuity error. But enjoy the film. 6.5. 6.5. 6 6 okay. And Sarah, what did you think? Um, so I haven't rewatched this one. Uh, I'm just going off my memories of it, but I, I think I had it on DVD again. Like Harry said, it was very much like our target audience really when we were younger. Um, I had no idea why it was Newcastle. I know that many people, because of this film, started supporting Newcastle, um, which is bizarre. Um, <laughs> um, I never saw, I think I saw the second one actually, because I actually made three films of this, but um, I think the first one is the best out of the two that I've seen. Um, I think what's really good about it is there's not that much football really, it's a lot more about the characters. Um, I think there's a really quite good screenwriting, dare I say, in this mm. film. You know, like you said, you've got the redemption story. Um, it's a lot about Santiago and his family. Um, so I think actually, the writing of it's pretty good um so i like it for that sake um 
and I liked the little cameo from like Zidane and like Raul at the bar. Mm. That was a good yeah, little cameo. A lot of cameos in his films, actually. Quite a yes, few. similar to Mike Bassett. You know, you yeah. think the budget on these films, but like, you know, they've just got some good cameos in. Um, and I thought at times it was a little bit predictable uh, in some ways what the characters were going to do. Like you knew something was going to happen with his family back home. And I don't know, like it, it, you knew what was going to happen. Um, but I think it was done well. Uh, it was a simple story, but then you can play, you could apply it to any player, any person. It doesn't have to be football. It's just a sort of a general sort of um, success story. Um, yeah, and I just have fond memories of this film. Really um, good. Film. No, I, I I totally agree with you on that one. Um, I just really enjoyed the fact. Um, so wait, sorry, what did you rate that film? Uh, I'll give it six point five as well. Six. Point five, bad, bad. No, yeah, as I was saying, I completely agree with you on the sort of the writing on that or screenwriting. I also really enjoyed that how he wasn't sort of already in the football world. He was just sort of playing to play at, mm-hmm. at the beginning. Obviously, yeah. he wanted to become professional, and I just like that old hurdle because I think it gives you a bit more. Um, you're more invested in the film. I think because you, of that, it gives you a reason to be like, I want him to get what he deserves. And especially when I think he made that sacrifice to get the truck or something. And I just think that just adds to the character as well. So I ended up giving this one a seven. Um, purely, I think purely because of how much I enjoyed it the first time around when I was younger. I don't think I would recommend... I think there's other films to recommend to people watching, but... I still enjoyed it. I still thought it was entertaining. Like Harry said, there was some issues with the film, like kicking with your left when you're a right foot player, but I think we can all look past that a little bit. But anyway, moving on. So the next film is Green Street. Now, I had watched this quite a few times and I do enjoy the film. But H, what did you you think of the film? Uh, yeah, I've seen this a few times as well. It, it is good. There are problems with it. Um, yeah. I'm sure we all had written down about Charlie Hunnam's accent. Oh, God. <laughs> Woke that, it's Woke very that. Yeah. Uh, I, first time I saw it, I, I assumed he must have been American. When the first time, this is my first time seeing him in a film. I assumed he was American. Because um, no one English could be that bad at a Cockney accent. Oh, it's yeah. It's not that hard. <laughs> but it, it was awful. But apart from that, his acting was, was, was pretty good. But yeah, that it's hard to overlook. I um, think it's just the first scene when you hear him. It's just like, you're like, what's going on? Uh, are you having a bubble? Are you having a bubble? <laughs> it's very much like but a the main stereotype, problem. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just, but done badly. <laughs> the, the main problem was that it made me pride with West Ham and I was not comfortable <laughs> with that at all. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but there, there's field, obviously a lot to enjoy about it. Like I said, you um, reckon there could have been other firms that you? Oh no, I think the story better. does work well with West Ham. Oh right, okay. To be fair, but uh, I also enjoyed um, the fact that Marlon Harewood and Stephen Bywater are in a film with Elijah Wood. <laughs> it's weird um, to say. Mind-boggling fact. Uh, yeah, I mean the danger felt real, and the threats and stuff. Um, yeah, enjoyed it. Seven point five for me. 
Ooh, 7.5. Oh, nice one. Sarah, what did you, what did you think about this one? Um, well, conveniently, I watched this film for the first time last year. I was just watching like loads of classics that I sort of miss. Um, Green I always Street heard... popped up. And Green Street popped up. <laughs> um, it's always one of the ones that I've just heard about and I knew when I was younger. It was an 18, so I never got to watch it when I was younger. Because um, obviously I knew it was about football hooliganism and stuff. But I think by today's standards, it's not as violent as some other films or even TV shows. Um, and one of the interesting facts is that I learned this was directed by a woman. And a lot of people think that, you know, women wouldn't direct violent films, but um, yeah, it's directed by a woman. Um, and I think oh, she had ex she had experience. I think she, where she grew up, she, I can't remember what country she's from, but I think she was actually in a firm. I think that's where sort of, she was so passionate about telling this story. Obviously it's different being very British. So she would have had some like, research, but I think she's obviously had some experience. And I think having a female director definitely brings, um, a lot back to the character. I mean, you do sort of sympathise with Charlie Hunnam's character and you realise that he's got this broken relationship with his brother and he's got reputation to uphold because his brother was part of the firm when, you know, he was younger. Um, so I like that aspect. I think that you can sort of see from the top how it's been influenced, sort of the whole sort of story and the connection with the characters. Um, again, I've got Charlie Hunnam's uh, accent, shocking. It really pulled me out of the film, and that's what I hate because that happens with various films like Robin Hood with R Russell Crowe trying oh, to do a Nottingham God, accent. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> Get so an actor who is not from Nottingham. It's... Yeah, he's Geordie. Why have you got him to do a like Cockney accent? It just doesn't um, work. But it, it does good. He's very good acting, but the accent just really, really put me off. Um, yeah, and I think. What I love about this is like it's the fashion, you know, it's where you see the Stone Island, like the oh, iconic. So much Stone like, Island in this film. <laughs> you're just like, oh my god, that's perfect. Like whoever did the like the costume for this was brilliant, and it just it just fits perfectly, especially like 2005 era. Like that's what people wore to like, and people still wear that sort of brand, especially to like football games. So I thought that was really good. Um, yeah, I really like this film. Um, I think. I didn't really have many expectations going into it, but I think, yeah, there's a lot more about character in there, so I quite liked it. Um, same as H, so what did I'd you... give yeah, go on. 7.5 7.5, wow, you and H are very aligned. Yeah. Fair. So Alfie gave this <laughs> okay. a 6. Um, Whoa, I'm surprised. Yeah, which is a little bit lower than I was expecting because I think it does show quite good football culture in a way, mm -hmm. and it does show how serious English people take football and how much it sort of means um so i think the six from alfie is purely based on the accent i think we can all agree he did not <laughs> he was not a fan like at all um but yeah i thought i, I really enjoyed the film I'm, i think it did a good representation on like like i said how how important football is to each individual and i wasn't so weirded out by hearing an american accent in this film i think elijah would done, done quite a good job really in mm -hmm. being like oh yeah i don't really watch sports to then being like a diehard nearly quite <laughs> literally diehard west ham fan i think he did quite well from beginning to end um, yeah but yeah i i think it could yeah been... i wasn't wasn't cringy at all no not at all yeah no i think i think that really but i again this has been a consistent theme the accent 
was quite a weird, didn't get it. I mean, we've said that enough now, but mm-hmm. for me, I gave this an eight. It's a little Probably bit higher. can't talk about that enough. I know, uh, yeah, true. But I thought the fighting in it was satisfying to watch, not mm-hmm. in a weird way, just the impact was there. Like when someone got hit, you really was like, that looked like it would be painful. What did you think of the um, the sort of final fight on the beach? Remember that sort of like yeah, the beach? Yeah, no, it's a bit messy. Um, in terms like i think they could have done a better job with the choreography of the actual fighting but it kind of i think it i think it could have been a bit darker like you should have seen someone get really hurt because it was all just sort of happening 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 mm-hmm. happening see your main characters go down get back up but right at the end where um he got on top uh the, the main guy from millwall got on top of them the other protagonist and just pretty much i'm pretty sure he's dead i mean you don't get I think he was going to kill him, wasn't he? Yeah. He, he's either dead or was very had severe brain damage because yeah. I think the part, weirdest part about that was where you were seeing him hitting him, but there was just no reaction. And I was like, yeah. that was no, dark. No, he, he dies because at the end... Um, Drags him away, doesn't Elijah he? Elijah Wood's talking about living in uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, memory. It's yeah. not like fully confirmed. It's only like, usually there's like a funeral scene and stuff like that or... You know, implications there. Implication, but it's there. just, it, I don't know. Yeah, I think they could have done a better job with his death. I think it deserved a bit more because he had mm-hmm. such an impact on the main character. But overall, I enjoyed the film. I thought it was entertaining. Yeah. It's and nitty, it's gritty, very British. It didn't show sort of that film. much football. No. But no, I'm it's the only one of the eight that's based on fans. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that as well. I, th- I think it gives you a great, because you see all these football films, it's just about. I can be the best player on the team. I can score this goal. I'm the only man who can do this. But this time it's like... Of a side of the pitch kind we're of We're fans and we will... It's passionate. So yeah, I know mm-hmm. I enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah, I think it's best to give it a pause right there. Take a break because um, lets things sort themselves out. And obviously you guys can re- rejig some scores based on how we're talking, maybe. Rethink some of your ideas, but yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so we're gonna stop here for now and we will return very soon. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, thanks for joining us. We just had a quick break there. So, last time we uh, spoke about goal, was it goal we were speaking about recently? Was it? Oh, no, it was a uh, green, green, green street, it was green street. Uh, yeah, so we were just speaking about green street. Uh, I think we now we are moving on to Bend It Like Beckham, which is, I think when you say football film, is one of the, one of the first films really to come to my mind. But Sarah, what do you think about this one then? Um, yeah, again, this is a fond childhood memory filled film. Um, watched this so many times, so many times. Um, I just love it. I think it. it touches upon so many different like themes obviously football women's football um and i think this is around the time i knew i started to learn about how big american football is for women and it was mm. like they addressed that in the film and that's like her end goal um so you dress like women's football um got the culture because um she's sikh so you've got all the sort of um expectations being married um you've even got her friend tony who comes out as gay so you've got uh, yeah. all these so different like happening. There's so many things happening, but you don't get confused. It's concise. Um, I just love so many things about this film. Um, I love the humour of it. Um, Gorinda Chadder, uh, she also did 
you guys might not have seen it, but Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging, you've probably I've heard definitely of it. seen that at home, yeah. May have seen it, may not. Um, but yeah, so she's brilliant at doing a sort of comedy aspect there. Um, and I have a little fact for you. Um, Pominda Nagra, who plays Jess, is from Leicester. Oh. And um, you know, there's that scene where she shows um, Jonathan Reese Meyer's character, the coach, like her burn on her leg. Oh, yeah, yeah. That really was a burn on um, oh. her leg in real life. God, and Becky was saying, they were like, how did they get that looking so real? Yeah. I was like, yeah, so either it's real. it is real or really good makeup and design. Like. So I only found out recently, um, wow. looking into this film, that um, she was really worried that she wasn't going to get cast because obviously you have to wear shorts playing football. Um, and she managed to work that into the script. So that's a genuine moment. And it was genuine because she jumped up and got like beans, she got baked beans burnt on her leg. So the story was real? That's real. Oh, yeah, wow. That's, wow. that's real. I don't, I don't know about the, the coach's knee. Wow. I don't know about that one. But That didn't scar me as a child. But when I heard that, I was like... Yeah, you I remember you? Like, being like, oh man, that does not sound good. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, uh, again, this film has a great soundtrack. Maybe it's because the sort of era came out. Oh, it's a great soundtrack, isn't it? Great soundtrack. Um, I just think of Mel C. Whenever I hear Mel C on the radio, I think of this film. Like when oh, they're really? in, the, in the club in Germany, I just think of that film. Um, and yeah, there's a few cameos as well. You've got. Um, I think it's one of the singers from All Saints is one of the football players. And then everyone else is, they're professional what? female football players. Is that they Mel? Few, yeah. And then everyone else is like, I think they played for like London teams. So, yeah. Because uh. yeah. they'd be good at football, obviously, to be in a football fan. Yeah, I think they trained for it, like Kira Knightley and Parminda like trained for it. But um, Kira Knightley was ripped in this film as well. Yeah. And then they're just wearing like sports bras all the time. Because I like, yeah, I'm ripped. Whatever. It's the summer. Do what I want. Um, but no, I just love this film. I um, love the dynamics, love all the themes it touches on. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anything negative to say about it. Unless you guys say something, it might inspire me. But I'm giving this film 8.5 out of 10. 8.5, that's Not perfect, strong. but... It's um, stronger than I expected. It's very highly rated in my book. Nice. H, any comments on that? Do you want to add anything or give your own review? Uh, I, this is my first time seeing it as well. Um, what? Okay, wow. Well, oh my god. Too, but I mean, as well as some of the other, some of, I mean, as well as some of the other films. But, um, no, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was excellent. Um, like you say, I thought almost almost all of the relationships I found really believable and like genuine. Like, I really believe there were actual family that existed. Um, the, only, the main problem with it was uh, Joe, the coach. I just oh. did not buy him at all. No, like, as the romantic lead. So no, but I didn't feel I think any he's chemistry. Good looking. That's fine him by me. <laughs> oh man, I do not think uh, he's good looking. I think he. He's... I think he is. <laughs> no, I think he's too, right. too, too right. pretty. He's too pretty. It's sick to look at. Oh, so he's pretty. He's pretty. He's too pretty. He is too pretty. His eyes uh, as well are so looking, distracting. So... I don't know. I just didn't buy his personality as like. Genuine. Really, I just, you know, I just didn't see the spark between him and Jess. But other than that, I thought um, characters all played off each other really well. Um, also, that scene where he's got the jar of French mustard and the salt. I was just thinking the of offside that. <laughs> I've never seen the offside rule explained better than that. Yeah, that is so simple, perfect. 
Excellent. Uh, also, one great cameo is the guy from, uh, you know, remember that bit in the Inbetweeners where they're getting suits and the guy's like, oh, too jazzy? Too jazzy? No. No, you lost <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, he's in it. He's the dad of the. Uh, I think they see Jess kissing at the bus oh, stop. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The dad that comes in. Oh. Got you. Uh, yeah. Nice. Would you? Uh, would you rate this one then? Yeah, uh, eight. Eight out of ten. <laughs> you forget what we're here for, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I did. Yeah. Well, why are they looking at me still? <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah, no, eight out of yeah, ten. Really okay, good. okay. So Alfie gave this a five. Just swing a five. Are you joking which me? It's a little shocking because get him uh, back on. Get him back call, on. Call, call him up. <laughs> this is outrageous. I've gone a little bit above a five. So I didn't I did enjoy this film. I do enjoy this film. It was really good. I think I enjoyed it a lot more when I was younger because it has that sort of energetic pace about the film. Um, and the film itself does move quite quickly through the story. Like you really get stuck in. I didn't know what, that they were, I put the sub subtitles on because I watch most of my films with subtitles on, don't know about you guys. Um, no, never do that. <laughs> well, the reason why I do that is because they say gory a lot, which I had no idea was in the film. So I was a bit like, why do I keep saying Guri? What is Guri? What does it mean? Like, why are they... I felt weird they were using it in a weird context. I didn't really understand it. Googled it. It actually means like pale-faced or white-skinned. So they obviously that's when they were talking about, oh, you're going to get a Guri husband. And I was like, is that sort right. of... I didn't know if that was like a break off religion, but it's just a white husband. And I was like, that explains so much. Mm -hmm. So obviously that was like a cultural difference that I experienced, which I think... Like you were saying, Sarah, there was a lot of cultural difference quite apparent in this film. Yeah. Uh, like definitely. the strictness of the parents compared to the worry of the, the sort of the, the English family just was worried about her being straight or bisexual, like, you know, lesbian. Whereas Je Jess's family were worried about her being a solicitor and just being like and she gets a levels yeah thank god come on a's and, and, all a's and they're then they turn to her turn to uh i think they refer to as bubba g i think i'm not, yeah, I'm not sure it. they turn to bubba g and they say oh thank you and then jess is there like yeah <laughs> i'd be like it. no i'd be pissed <laughs> i was like well she worked for the results I did it. Why, are you, why are you praying i mean obviously that's just because of their religion obviously but i was just like wow like i'd hate to be in jess's shoes Mm -hmm. But I really enjoyed the film, although I think where I was, because we're obviously doing a football podcast, I was focusing on the football a lot more. And it was it was entertaining, but it was just most of it I felt was just training. Training for one game that you didn't yeah. really see and that Jess didn't really play, which pulled it down. But I, I gave this a seven, which I'm going to write down. Um, a seven okay. purely because this is a football film although it has a lot of different elements that you don't really see in a football film which is like the cultural the impact it you know mainly evolved well I say mainly entirely evolving evolving around sort of the women's aspect in this and sort of being a girl and obviously there was the scenes where she's playing with the guys in the park which I thought mm -hmm. was quite good because yeah I don't know about you Sarah but that's not something that guys would sort of openly be comfortable with you know what i mean and she was just dancing around them and i think it made her yeah, look just really good them. Yeah. but i don't think it shoved it in your face 
about yeah. that how she was a girl playing with guys because it just sort of did it naturally and i think that just sort of showed how it gives you that expectation of oh she is good at football because she mm-hmm. danced around anyone and she has a weird obsession with david beckham <laughs> which i on thought on the was wall quite like on the slanted wall and like which she talks to upside down <laughs> yeah he's facing like the wrong way and i was like surely if you talk to him you'd put him the right way up for you rather yeah. than so i was a bit like come on guys like but that was weird also the david beckham cameo just gonna say that didn't look it's anything like didn't look anything like him i just didn't think the first time around that obviously i knew who david beckham was when i watched it the first time but mm-hmm. i was just like what what's that about and then obviously rewatched it and i was like that doesn't look nothing like david beckham yeah <laughs> it just looked like a bald guy with a blue navy shirt on like it didn't make any sense yeah but yeah Anyway, it was an okay film. I think I just hyped it up a little bit too much from when I was younger. I think the ending does sort of, that's where it loses it a little bit. Like it's just like said with the in-person. Mm, like, I think, in- I think it would have been better if you had some shots because they go to- America, Mi- they play college, aren't they? Yeah. Is it Colorado or Miami Heat or something? Miami? California. Florida. Florida. Florida? California? Yeah, Santa, Miami, Santa, I think. Santa, Santa, yeah. Clara, Santa Clara, that's the one. So I think it would have done, obviously it probably would have stretched the budget a bit, but if they ended up, you saw just a little bit of them at Santa Clara. Yeah, maybe some kind of like induction, yes. like they yeah. get to college and then like that's the, it, cut there. Yeah, you know, just even if it's like not on location type situation where you're just sort of making the scene, I think that should, rather than just like going off on the plane, you're a bit like, ah, you feel like you've you've gone through that whole film and just been let down by, I know they made it, but I want to know where they're going. I want to mm-hmm. see it. So. You almost want a sequel, mm. I think, sometimes. But at the same time, I don't. I don't yeah, believe in sequels. Well have been down that sequel, <laughs> mm. Yeah. Would it be um, called Bend it, was... it like Beckham though? Bend it like Ronaldo. I don't know. Um, Dempsey. <laughs> <laughs> they also made it into a musical as well, which really? I haven't seen. Um, but my friend, she saw it on stage, and I think she said it was okay. Um, I've been intrigued to see how they did it. Like, I don't know if footballs are flying everywhere. Are they on wires? I don't know how it works. But, um, <laughs> it had a short run Imagine. in the West End. I know that. I didn't know that. That's actually kind yeah. of cool. I might go listen to a few songs, actually, see if they're on Spotify after this. But um... <laughs> Anyway, moving on with our next film, Mean Machine. Now, oh, wow. I don't know about you guys. I kind of, I really enjoyed this film. I was really entertained by it. Um, so I gave this one a shocking 10 out of 10. Get out of it. <laughs> 10 out of 10. No way. I enjoyed it from start to finish. I was having a blast watching the film, although it did have its issues. It's, I mean, compared to obviously everything out there, I just found it. I was laughing. I was actually laughing. I was increases with some of the things that was happening in this film. And I was like, I need to have at least one 10 out of 10. And I had problems with it pretty much every other film. There was, we never agreed that you had to have a 10 out of 10. No, I agreed oh, to myself. I agreed to myself. <laughs> I was like, I need, I want one to be a 10 out of 10. And I was like, I love Mean Machine. I like the cast because you had Danny, obviously, um, Vinny in there. Uh, Jason Statham, the guy from Willy Wonka. The, yeah, I realised that the granddad. And I was like, "Oh my god, it's the guy from Willy Wonka." Well, technically, the guy from Moon Machine. Um, Jason Statham obviously plays a nutcase, but a Scottish one at that. Which that accent? I know, but it was so hilarious, and his character was 
oh just brilliant and i just really enjoyed it i thought danny dyer as well and that was hilarious so it's weird to see danny dyer just being so funny and just so stupid because he's usually he plays a hard nut but yeah he plays a hard nut in most of his films but in this one he's just the clumsy fool yeah which i just thought it was just so funny i really enjoyed it i understood the film it had really good messages about how important football can be to some people who don't have a lot football is sort of like a scapegoat of their own realities also it's just the classic um prisoners versus guards trope which easy easy to write i think it, it, it kind yeah. of, it's probably shoot it's probably should be a little bit more different but when you're going back i'm not sure when this film was made but it was clearly like early 2000s. 2001 2001 so yeah not a lot of films would have really done it since then maybe longest yard but yeah i think the remake of longest yard was after this so it, i don't think it had been done that much so i sort of took that into consideration so i was pretty much watching this and going this is just longest yard but then mm, i realized oh basically. wait i wouldn't really have been aware of the film longest yard until it was remade so but no i thoroughly enjoyed it i thought it was hilarious some the commentary there was a, there's some with the commentary the two guys just talking about the game mm-hmm. and he says something like oh that must have hurt and then the guy goes oh you can say that again and he goes oh that must have hurt and he's like i was like ah oh, <laughs> i was like it killed me just them two just talking and just yeah no i really enjoyed it 10 out of 10 for me go on sarah what do you think i know you, you look like you have something to say well i've split your score i've gone half of it um <laughs> this is probably my least favorite film on the list um again the first time i watched it a couple of days ago um i just don't think the jokes landed i think it lacked atmosphere there was no like music and it was just really dead at times i just found it a little bit awkward um vinnie jones is vinnie jones he obviously plays to his strengths being an ex-footballer so when he's actually playing in the match at the end you can see you know he's still got the pace and the strength and that really works as well um, i think at the end was the most football i'd seen in a film yeah that's, so that's much the main... football that's it was the main the positive. Best, the best shot football, like the most believable. I was like, yeah. oh, they're actually nil-nil at half time. I was like, that's You can just tell believable. they've played a game, actors play the game, and the camera just got like on the sidelines and just like filmed it. But it was the football in this was the best out of all of the films Definitely. that we're talking Definitely. to. That's what saved this film, in my opinion. Um then I thought, yeah, it was playing all of these jokes and stuff, and like every time it would cut, oh look, Vinnie Jones is being harassed in the corridor again um it's a bit repetitive at times i thought there was um they could have played on sort of like the racism aspect a little bit more because they started to sort of do that with the guy who becomes Mm, the manager like they just randomly beat him up and i thought that was a good well not a good moment but the way that the characters interacted was interesting and i would have liked to have seen that more and when he kicks the ball away and then the i think he goes and retrieves it and the guard's like what are you doing you know he's not your mate He's going to leave you and stuff like that. So I think they could have played with that a little bit more. Um, I also put the uniforms reminded me of Porridge. Like, I didn't know when this was set. Was it supposed to be 2001? I don't know. Because I just didn't like the aesthetics. It was or very... the football uniforms or the prison. Just, just the prison uniforms. Like, <laughs> blue right, yeah. overalls. I was just like, what's going point. on? It was very 50s, 60s, like Porridge. And I was like, mm. I, get a little, if you've seen it. I did like, get a little what? confused where... Danny Dyer takes off his shirt and he's wearing an England stuff. I was like, so yeah, you get that your own clothes? <laughs> why are you wearing prison clothes if you get your own clothes? 
Yeah, I don't uh, think... Sword by 2001 was already, like, the grey sweatsuit yeah. time already. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just the costume was a little bit weird for me. Um, and, yeah, and one of the things that I noticed as well, I don't know if this was done deliberately, but with the films that were chosen, there's a lot of actors that have appeared in multiple films. <laughs> yeah, we did not mean that. So you got... I went, like, back, to, I went back to back Vinnie Jones, Danny Dyer. Yeah. Like, somehow, I don't know how I managed it. <laughs> so you got Vinnie Jones in this, and she's the man. Yeah. You had a character called Jeff Bell, who was in Green Street, Mean Machine, and Goal. Was it Goal? And uh, Mike sorry, Bassett. Mike Bassett. Mike, Mike Bassett. Bassett. Yeah. There's there's so many people that do like different like cameos in each of these films. It's ridiculous. But um, I think the only person with more is Martin Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it it was silly. It was silly. It didn't really. The football was the best thing that saved this film for me at the end. The, the actual game quality um, was good, but I didn't love it. Um, so I'm going to give it a five out of ten. Nice, nice. No, no, fair points there, fair points there. Um, I really do think the football is probably, out of all of this, the football in Me Machine was probably the one that stuck out the most as just being believable mm -hmm. in general. And that you thought you actually, you know, they're actually playing the game rather than pick up shots. Anyway, um, H, uh, I think obviously this is your turn to let me know what you think. Yeah, I mean, uh, I did enjoy it. Um, like I say about the, we've talked about the quality of the match. It's the film that most maybe want to play football, uh, maybe want to get back out and play football. Um, but there were quite a few issues I had with it. Um, I, there was, I didn't care for the white transitions. I was a virtual <laughs> white transition. Yeah. Did not Every fit. transition. Did not fit it at all. Every time. And the like, sound effects and soundtracks were just... I, I, I looked like they'd been plucked off like a free soundeffects.com or whatever. Um, like in the, the training montage, it's, it's two on the nose where they had the, the convicts playing, training, and they're playing like all this happy, like old trumpety music. And then it switches to the guards, and there's like, like oh, it's angry music. Like, oh, oh. And they're all perfect These are bad and in guys sync. Two on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, Danny, um, Billy Jones' character, having, keeping his ear pierced in prison. <laughs> I don't know if that's allowed or not. I know. Um, I doubt that, actually, yeah. Oh, oh, and at the end, when they listened to the game, there was so many prisoners in that. Round one radio. Uh, in the <laughs> middle bit. Yeah, with, with no guards watching them. Like, I understand a lot of the guards are playing in the match, but... Mm. Yeah, that's true. You just escape, wouldn't you? Sure. Not leaving them all Jump the wall, they're all watching mm. the ball. I got, kept getting distracted by the, uh, by the chief's eyebrows. Oh my so god, yeah. Just, like, Are they real? Do you think they're real? Uh, I enjoyed those. I did enjoy them. Uh, I think they were, yeah. I mean, the eyebrows do start to go out of control when you hit a middle age. <laughs> uh, the Black Country Bastard was a great nickname. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, also it was fun to see uh, Sally Phillips in it. Was not expecting that. That was another negative I had. I thought I love Sally Phillips. I think she's great, comic like comedy queen. But her really random role in this was pointless. It's absolutely pointless. Yeah, it didn't add anything. 
not good for women either, is it? Mm. <laughs> no. Didn't so, paint a nice slide, no, unfortunately. Fighting with the convicts and having sex. Yeah, and a fake nose piercing as well. <laughs> I thought she pulled that off, to be fair. A bit too big, I thought. Oh, wow. Difference of opinion. That sounds like a new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, no. a podcast discussing Sally Phillips for the nose rig. Yeah, do you not think we can get good content out of that? <laughs> Five uh, episodes at least. Covered it, right? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> anyway, well, right. I, I gave it a uh, six point five. Six point five. Right, my Generous, ten. My ten is really pulling this film up right now. <laughs> um, no, Alfie gave this a five, so I was the only one who highly rated it. Um, I will defend that number till my death. So don't come at me. But you Alfie gave it. it a five. He didn't give me any notes, unfortunately. So I can only assume. We'll never know. Only Shumi liked the football, as as did Sarah. I reckon anyway, he thought it was all right. He, he thought, thought it was all right. It was all right. Yeah. It was all right. Uh, right. So the last one we have is kicking and screaming. So, H, did you want to start us on this one? Um, I watched this when I was a kid and really enjoyed it. Then um, so again, I watched it earlier today and well, just. Did not get the same enjoyment out of it. Um, I mean, it was fine. Uh, it was a perfectly nice film, but that um, felt like it, I was not the target audience at all. Um, more targeted at kids. Um, the pronunciation of Pele was infuriating to me. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I thought the dad didn't have any redeeming features at all. Um, I probably would have stopped talking to him if that was my dad. Oh, God. What's the point? Um, but I understand that Will Ferrell's character is meant to be like spineless, let people walk all over him and stuff. So that, Classic. Uh, it kind of makes sense. Um, yeah, it was fine. It was a nice film. Um, very like middle of the road kind of comedy. Uh, also, the, I don't know if you noticed, the uncle character, the, the young uncle playing for the bad team, is uh, Josh Hutchison from The Hunger Games? Oh, wow. Peter in The Hunger Games. I didn't. Peter. I didn't notice that. Is this what? Is this Uncle Bucky, who's the child? Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Jesus. Also, uh, young son was absolutely adorable. Yeah. Big fan of him, but that's all I've got to say about it. Five out <laughs> of ten. Five out of ten for H's kicking and screaming. Fair. No, I um, I like that. I like that a lot, actually, H. Um, I did enjoy the film more than I was expecting because I watched the trailer and it just looked like it was just going to be a typical, predictable, shouty, screamy film. But it had its moments. I thought it was okay. Um, I, I gave this a 3 out of 10 very very low I'll write that down now i just didn't i just didn't get on with it i was just like just getting annoyed watching it like you said h is clearly targeted at kids because there was no real football in there no real moments of football and what annoyed me the most right is the bits where you see the kids shoot the, shoot at the goal directly at the keeper and he's just always jumping away from the ball and it's like right at him. So it's just like he's just chosen to jump, but not, he's clearly being directed to like just jump because the ball is literally, I think at one point, 
the kid hits the ball and he's jumped like this way before he's actually hit the ball and he's like pretty much mid-air and the kid hasn't even kicked this ball yet and then it just goes straight down the middle as you probably would expect a child to be able to do just i have seen kids do that to be fair <laughs> just dive in when i used to ref i did see kids who were that bad it just annoyed me it just i didn't get anything from this film it was wholesome i guess but it was just typical just a typical will ferrell film where he just gets angry and frustrated then goes a bit out of control and crazy and it gets a bit too committed and then realize oh got a bit crazy and then sort of turns it back becomes the person he used to be i was like not really getting anything from this film the only thing i thought was funny was his dramatic coffee addiction which i thought was quite entertaining to watch just obviously for someone who basically is addicted to coffee where he's like walking down the street and then he stops and he's like what is that amazing smell i'm smelling and he just turns and he goes into a coffee house and he's like i would like a coffee but i don't want it too strong can i get like a half and a half and then he gets his coffee he just takes it and squeezes it and burns himself because he doesn't know about the coffee sleeves which i thought small bits like that i just like, oh funny i like that but you know three out of ten from me um sarah do you have any adding thoughts on this uh, unfortunately, I, it sounds like I didn't miss out, but I didn't get to see this one um, just because of time. But I watched the trailer and I think that was enough. Um, it sounds like a generic kids' American soccer film. Oh, um, it's obviously yeah. more about the family than the football, from what I can oh, tell. Oh, yeah, it really is. From that, didn't they bring like it brings in like a I coach mean, it, it, as well? Fine is the best way I can describe it. What? Say that again. Sorry, I got a well laggy for a second there. <laughs> um, I would describe it as fine. the only word I could use to describe it. Yeah, okay. fine. Fine, oh, yeah. fine. Inoffensive. Yeah. Um, yeah, middle of the road kind of thing. Um, I mean, it doesn't sound like I'm going to be jumping to see it from what you guys have said. No, um, effectively, actively annoy, uh, avoid this film. Mm. You don't need to watch it. It's yeah, I'm not a massive fan. Will Ferrell fan anyway, but... Um, what would no you loss. rate this? What would you rate this then? Um, <laughs> from the trailer, I would say a 4.5. 4.5? That's more yeah. generous than I thought. Okay, yeah. so he's not here to defend himself, so it's prime opportunity. Alfie gave this a 6. So to put that in in perspective, he gave he gave this a higher rating than Mean Machine and Bend It Like Beckham. Wow. Wow. As if. I just that think is... that's... Disgusting. Is, are you sure those are his scores? He, those gave, are Sharon, his... he gave Shaolin Soccer even higher than that. I know, he wanted to give Shaolin Soccer. Oh, he got he gave Shaolin Soccer seven and kicking and screaming six. Which I think Okay, I get I get that. But you you he almost gave it a ten. He was telling us he almost gave it yeah. a ten. But anyway, like I think right, so let's go through some of these scores. So we have um where shall we start so mike bessett i think overall could win we have a nine nine point five seven nine nine. i think that's looking like our winner i think mm, i think it will be I think pretty it's strong be across top. all of us i think wasn't it that one yeah it's going to be pretty pretty strong across the board really with that we have um she's the man a six eight five six potentially lower mid mid lower mm-hmm. we have green street with a seven point five seven point five eight and a six that's looking like top half mm-hmm. at the moment uh shaolin soccer a four a seven and eight and a seven which could see it it, it could see that lower mid table four there. threw it off yeah 
goal, 6.5, 6.5, 7.9. Um Okay, so I just got a little time there. Um, a goal, yeah, 6.5, 6.5, 7.9. Uh, lower mid, mid lower, sort of push, probably pushing top four there. Uh, Bender like Beckham, 8, 8.5, and a 5 from Alfie. Um, that 5 could probably see it pull it I'll down <laughs> mid top level. Me Machine, 6.5, 5, a 10, a 5. And I think that could, you know, we could, my 10 probably pushes it up where a little longer where it should be there. And uh, finally, kicking and screaming, obviously going to be our bottom with five, mm-hmm. 4.5, a three, and a six from Alfie. Weirdly, I'm still kind of confused about that. Mm. But yeah, um, we're going to pause for a quick break. Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to add up these scores and we'll, I will reveal the table when we're back. Okay. So see you guys for the next section. Okay, so welcome back, guys. Um, we've had a quick break there. So we've just finished sort of giving our feedback on sort of our top, weirdly, top eight films. Um, if you think, no, we have placed them wrong, let us know in the comments. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Got to plug that in there. Um, so, yeah, so I've got the final list here. So let's go through them, shall we, guys? And see where yeah. we place these films. So obviously at top, I think easy to say, Mike Bassett. Mm-hmm. Across the board, it looked like everyone enjoyed the film. The room for error, but not that much room. It's a classic, and I think I'll probably watch it again. Yeah, definitely. In joint second and third is Green Street and Goal. Now I think we need to have a defined unitive answer. Which is without second. Alfie. Yeah. Without <laughs> Alfie, yeah. You know, he lost that right. Um, which do you think is second and which do you think is third, Sarah? Which way round would you put those? We've got Green Street and Goal. I would put Green Street personally, only just by like a fraction. Because again, they're not really, they haven't got much football in. So they're very similar in that sense. But I put Green Street a little bit above. Yeah, yeah. H? Yeah, Green Street as well for me. Um more of an appeal to watch it again i found yeah i, no, mean, I would watch goal again for sure but yeah yeah no completely agree I, w- I would have said green street as well so that's final we have green street in second um no agree with what you guys are saying i think that that film's just a bit more entertaining to watch i would watch mm-hmm. it again if not if i find out someone hasn't seen it i'd probably be like oh well, let's watch it because it's just one yeah. of those films i think Especially Elijah Wood, it's just weird watching him. Does anyone else find that? It's weird watching Elijah Wood, it's just a weird. Just a hobbit, just going around like West Ham, like. I know. (laughs) Yeah, mate. Um, Yeah, so goal third, I think I got top three. I think it belongs there. It's a a wholesome film. I like it. Good story, strong film. Four, we have Bend It Like Beckham with 26.5. Decent score, decent score. Nice. yeah, Bendela Beckham fourth. I, I think before this we said it would be in the table. I, I'm happy with that. I think it's had a good impact on culture in in a sense. It's it's a popular film, mm-hmm. but it, if you put it under a spotlight, there are some cracks. 
yeah. I mean, I would put it higher, but as a group, I think that's a fair, yeah. at least top four. It's top half top, the table. It's top four. It's top four. It's qualified for champions. Qualified for champions. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, so moving on, number five, we have Mean Machine at 26.5. I told you, I told you. We made, we made. <laughs> you, Mark, mid, you threw it off. <laughs> we made mid table. Baron, this is out of eight, so it is kind of in the lower half. Um, so, no, I, I really enjoyed the film. I think. We've been fixing matches, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I am the one with the pen and paper. Um, no, I, I really, I don't know. You guys obviously had some different points, which is fine. Everyone watches films differently. Yeah. I just thought the film was just really fun. It was a good watch. And I think anyone can watch it, young or old. It's a really good, I think. What about young? <laughs> Twins about, are what, what rating is the film? It didn't feel, uh, it didn't feel like 15, violent. Maybe. It didn't feel violent. 12, 15, I'd say, maybe. It didn't feel it violent. Didn't feel violent. There was no blood. I don't didn't remember there be, being there was. Any blood. Where? Where? His face with a knife. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, actually. <laughs> That wasn't that. Old like... man gets blown. <laughs> you don't see any of that though. The, the weird, I think the most gruesome part you see is the knife well, the, in the cheek. The prisoners getting beaten. Yeah, but you know, compare. Driving, yeah, but like... then compare the violence to meet the Green Street. It's a bit different. Well, that's an, that's a definite eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, it's mental. Yeah. Moving on. She's the man. Look at the rating. She's the man at six uh, with 26 points. So I think it was Harry's half a point on Mean Machine that pushed it up a space. <laughs> it was definitely my 10 that really helped it, but still. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, mean Machine's a 15. Yeah, that makes sense. Right, no, sorry. In six, I skipped for some reason. In sixth place. So fifth place, Mean Machine is sixth. Was Shaolin Soccer with 26. I was reading the wrong, wrong one. Shaolin Soccer. Fair enough. I, I agree with, I don't know about you guys, I agree that Shaolin Soccer, you know, not if you're putting it in the pool of all of these films, it's a bit mental. It's a bit confusing. Yeah, it is a bit intense. Um, yeah. It's enjoyable, but if I think, I think of a football film, mm, I wouldn't think of this film. Think of it that way. No, not at all. I think it has good scenes in it, but yeah, it just, it hasn't yeah. aged well, I think. No, no, no that green screen. Yeah, that's all right. So that scored twenty six. Uh, in seventh is she's the man with twenty five. Twenty five. Some the bulk of these points did come from Sarah. Therefore, she's the man with eight. You gave it eight points. The rest of the board yeah. was five and or six. The rest of us gave that. Obviously, this this is a, a favorite for quite a few few people. I think. It's um, up there for some. If you would say to some people, name a football film, it, I, I'd see it's a tie between things like Bender Like Beckham, Green Street, and She's the Man. Mm-hmm. I would say, like in terms of sort of mainstream, typical. I think film with our watcher, age bracket as well. Exactly. Yeah. All these films came out when we were like children, effectively. So um, I don't think anyone or any children should watch Green Street if you're watching this, you know. <laughs> please check the films before you watch them and because some of them are not for all audiences but no i i i think she's the man is entertaining i think it gets most of the points from just being nostalgic rather than good yeah yeah okay which is okay because you know that's that's sometimes what saves a lot of films just being a bit nostalgic and a trip down memory lane 
especially if you're seeing a skinny Channing Tatum, which is always weird. Very for... slim, isn't it? Very it's slim. Very toned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They also had, um, this is really sidetracking, but the other guy that she dates in the film, um, he was in the Step Up 2. Because they did Step Up the same year. Yes, they, the so, was the, they were both step? in Step Up. Yeah. Channing Tatum was the first one. The other guy is the second one. Yeah, so I was literally like, dancers. I said, I said to Becky, as a little pop quiz, I was like, Two, those two actors have been in the same film before. Do you know which film? She was like, step up. I was like, oh, yeah. fair enough, no worries then. <laughs> but anyway, and in, la- <laughs> in last place is Kicking and Screaming. Not a football film, really, is it, at the end of the day? It's just drama, romance, and then... Family drama. Jeremy bit, Kyle. bit of soccer, as they like to call it, which... It's not soccer. It's just a no already, isn't it? Soccer. soccer. Here's a good question, which... I would I was... call it more of a football film than challenge soccer. Yeah? Yeah, I was... Well, I've not even seen it, but from what I can tell, the umbrella is definitely f- football. There was quite well, a lot of football in it. Yeah, I mean, it's consistent, right? But it's a, it's a soccer film. <laughs> and those two... Yeah. I had to know... It's a soccer film, and those two just... Football and soccer are two very different things, um, especially when they kept calling the bench second string. I was like, second string? With, oh, they do that and she's the man as well. On yeah. the bench and stuff like that. And, oh, you're second string. And you're like, ah, mm. it's an American football term. And I was like, okay. So it's, yeah, that film had too many annoying things in it for me, for me to give it a good score. The only thing really that could have helped it was Alfie 6, but the rest of us gave it such a low score. It had no chance, absolutely no chance really to get a word in from us. But yeah, those are our top 10. Let me quickly run through those again for you. That's Mike Bassett, The Green Street, Goal, Bender Like Beckham, Me Machine, Shaolin Soccer, She's the Man, and finally Kicking and Screaming. So yeah, that was our top 10. I think I think we did quite a good good job of that, guys. I mean, I certainly enjoyed myself watching just a load of football films within like the week. So yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully this gives everyone else who's listening um, a good ideas for films in lockdown because we're all still in it. And I think some of these are some good, you know, even ones as mental as Shaolin Soccer, just to be like, what is going on? Like <laughs> Just something mm-hmm. to make you forget, but yeah. Well done. I think we did quite a good job there, guys. I'm really, really impressed that we got through it and managed to not scream and shout at everyone. Or kick and scream. You could say. Or kicking and scream at everyone. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. Um, whilst whilst we're all here, let's have a few talks. So the Chelsea. I've just picked up my phone. Right. Chelsea game full time. Nil nil. Wow. Wolves against Wolves. So that was Thomas. Tuchel, 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 however you pronounce his name, uh, his first game. And what do you guys think of the squad? So, Olivia Giroud starting. I mean, we've said in previous podcasts that he's, he's their best striker. He's their best striker. So, clearly, we are right because, you know, he's starting. But we've got Timo, didn't even play. Didn't even play. Mason Mount came on in the 82nd minute. Tammy Abraham came on in the 77th, and Pulisic came on in the 76th. Is Timo is Timo overrated now? Uh, I think it's just down on his confidence at the minute. Um, obviously, Tuchel's job now is to try and 
ignite something in them, and you've got to play people who are playing confidently, like like Giroud. Mm. Um, but he won't have had much time in the last forty-eight hours to actually implement his strategy or whatever. But so for the time being, he's got to play confident players. I think he's still taken a positive out of this. He pulled a point where Lampard was struggling to pull a point, really. So he, throughout this game, he's clearly diff, like the, the players aren't impacted emotionally. I think with this, he's, you've still got um, yeah, you've still got a nil-nil draw against Wolves, who don't have that attacking threat they had with Jimenez, unfortunately. And I think we've seen it consistently in the past where Wolves haven't been going forward or they haven't really had that finishing quality that they did have. But if they did have a chance, it was against Chelsea. So for them to get a nil-nil draw, I think isn't terrible for either teams right now to pull a point, especially with everything being so close. But um, Sarah, what would you, would you think about the game, Sarah? How do you think it could have gone? Um, I think, like you said, I think Chelsea have done well considering, you know, recent news about Frank. Mm. To get that point, at least, they could have really gone in with their heads down this game. Um, I think, especially because it's such a young squad and a lot of them would have grown up with Frank and looked yeah. up to him. Whether Massively. that transferred to the pitch, but, you know, um, seeing these sort of recent players that we grew up with, you know, even like Wayne Rooney becoming Derby manager, um, you would really look up to them. So they've done well, I think, to get a nil-nil. Um, and Wolves, well, a lot of people I know at work, they love Wolves. Um, but Wolves have gone quite downhill this season, um, which is a shame because they were really sort of um, pushing it last season, like, you know, like Europe and stuff. Um, had a great start to this yeah, season. They really kicked, again, similar to Leicester in some ways, but Leicester have just managed to stay consistent this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, um, I think nil is a fair score for both teams, really. You know, Wolves have done well not to lose, and then Chelsea have also done well, you know, not to lose. But I think nil is a fair a fair score for today. Fair. If, if we take a look at some of the stats, we've actually it's actually quite shocking that it ended nil-nil. So we've got possession... 78.9% possession oh, wow, yeah. for Chelsea to 21.1. Shots on target, Wolves got none, which I think obviously goes back to that lack of finishing quality. Yeah. And Chelsea had five. Mm, arguably should have had more because they had 14 shots. And That's Wolves, four <laughs> Now shots. I've seen the stats. Yeah, so Wolves, four, four shots. Um, even their touches, like... Chelsea with 1,036 touches to Wolves' 400 touch or 399, if you want to be specific, touches. So, yeah, it looks, it looks like it was a Chelsea domination. So, looking at their stats, I'm actually quite shocked. Chelsea mm. didn't get at least one in, potentially. Yeah. It's quite surprising. Um, do, you reckon, do you reckon Frank could have done a better job or it wouldn't have changed? I don't know. It's, I, I expected Chelsea to win that. And should be winning games like that, 100%. Yeah. When yeah. they're playing teams that are like 13th in the league, mm. you should be winning. Um, and if they want to get a chance, at least in Europe, <laughs> um, they so should definitely. have won that. Now, especially now you've, you've explained the stats. Um, yeah. They should have done a lot better. So I retract my first comment <laughs> <I do, laughs> about too. the draw. <laughs> I do too. No, um, obviously Chelsea have been in the limelight quite a lot in the last... Well, three days. It hasn't. It's been quite a quick turnaround. Um, H, how do you feel about 
Frank Lampard's exit? Do you think it's good, bad, right decision? Um, I'm, I wasn't surprised by it, but I, I was disappointed by it, for sure. Mm. Um, league's so competitive this year, I think I don't see what the harm is in giving him to the end of the season, right, at least. Um, it's, unlike, it's unlikely they're going to make Champions League, whoever's their manager at this point. Um, and Lampard obviously got on really well with the players, all the young players look up to him and stuff. Um, so, I, yeah, I was quite disappointed by it, but um, also, I don't really care about Chelsea, so... Yeah, true. No, yeah, a disappointment, I think, is a good word to use, because... We're only halfway through a season, well, just over halfway. And I think it is a bit unfair to just, just put him out so quickly, might I say. That must have been in the pipelines for quite a you while. Look at, you look at Man United now. They were loyal to Oli in the times, like, there were so many times they could have sacked him. Oh my him God, too many times. I don't think he's the best manager, but now they're doing really well. And he's getting a lot out of that group of players. Definitely. I, I think it's a bit mad when you look at how badly Arteta was doing at Arsenal, how badly Oli was doing at United. And you think Chelsea at that point were still doing better than Arsenal. We weren't doing terribly. I mean, Man United was sort of coming on that streak of back-to-back wins, cohesion in their team, confidence, confidence, confidence. And Chelsea were in that mix of, oh, okay, we're starting to see bits from Chelsea. Looks like the players, looks like Frank's starting to find, it's bringing on the right players at the right time. And then, I don't know, kind of like just got the rug pulled out from under his feet, or the carpet pulled out from under his feet, sorry, and just, he went flying. I just, I don't know. I just think a player that has done so much for the club as a player probably deserved a little bit more support or probably a bit more backing. Because I think there were talks about him getting a few German coaches in, which probably would have helped massively. I don't know. I just, I just, I just think the Chelsea board were just a bit unfair, a bit greedy, really. With uh, as Chelsea are, it's a bit greedy with trying to get a title, which and a result yeah. from this season, which clearly isn't already, it's not already going to happen. I know it's obviously this league is quite tight at the moment especially with sort of top six somehow, top six or top four, it is very like, one. you got Liverpool at top, now Liverpool in fourth, City are up there. Leicester somehow staying hey. right in the middle of all of it, just <laughs> having a great time. And I, 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 don't, I don't think much is going to change with Chelsea. I would have personally given Frank to the end of the season. But unfortunately, mm. guys, as per usual, we were right, but we can't make decisions. We were right about Olivier Giroud being the best striker. Chelsea didn't score, didn't score. But you know, you get you win some, you lose some. Anyway, moving on to another. You draw some. <laughs> Sorry. And you draw some as well. Yeah, oh, you draw some. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on, there was a surprising comeback. So Aston Villa were two nil up. Was it two nil or two? Did they go one all or? I'm not too sure. Uh, one all, yeah, it went one all. They went one, two, so, one villa. Yeah, it, it must have been a great game to watch because one all up from Ollie Watkins' goal, and then Ben Mee came back, made it one all. Grealish got a goal finally in my FPL team, and then Dwight McNeil got a goal, and then Chris Wood sealed the deal for Burnley for a three-two win. 
But man, what a game. What a game that must have been at. It must have been so entertaining. Uh, yeah. These mid-table teams performing quite well. Kind of worried to play them at the moment. They're looking quite... I don't know. They're just looking like good football teams. These are the sort of teams that always pose a threat of Leicester. They always have. Whether we've been in Championship or Premier League, whatever. Um, we always do really well against the top team. You know, the typical top four or whatever. And then we could play someone like, you know, Sheffield United and mar- miraculously lose. Let's just say that. Because that's just how we are. That's how mm. we've been ever since I've supported them. It's something in the way of the club um, sort of motto, I guess. But um, So I'm quite cautious of Villa. And Burnley, um, the two Burgundy teams. I'm very, very cautious of them. Two Burgundy teams, I like that. <laughs> yeah, are. no. Sometimes I do get when I'm on first sight, I do get confused because their badges pretty much look identical, but I think it's just the colour scheme. But yeah, no. Um, Villa are looking like a good team. I know they lost Burnley, which is weird to say because Burnley had barely scored three goals in a game. So I'm quite shocked to see. <laughs> Burnley score more than once or twice. So, H, what do you, th- what do you think about Burnley, H? What do you think about them? They're just a, a great like team, aren't they? Not like ability-wise, but as a team, you can't fault them. Yeah, I, feel, I think we're looking... well-assembled, scouted team. They all fit in well together. Yeah, it's, it clearly looked like a team, two teams playing, two te- like two teams playing against each other rather than when you're playing Liverpool, you got... Salah playing against fucking like, a team, you know what I mean? You haven't got really a main man. I mean, Jack Grealish is kind of like a star at Aston Villa, but then you've got players in that team who are not as obviously not as good as Jack Grealish. I mean, he's bloody brilliant, but have really come into come into that own right. I know, H, you don't really like Ollie Watkins, but um, no, no, I think he's got a lot of potential. He's got a lot of potential. He's very young. They spent a lot of money on him. Yeah, they did. Yeah, a lot of money. He's a lot more. He's not worth that much, but he's probably starting to climb right now in terms of his net worth. Yeah, he's definitely picking up a bit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think he'd be really good striker. Is he English? I'm pretty sure he's. Is he English, Ollie Watkins? I think he is. Yeah. If he continues this um, run, I mean, for another Northern few. Ireland? Oh. I mean. Oh, he's English. Yeah, he's English. Oh, brilliant. Um, mate, can we just talk about how good the England squad is looking? I just think he's mm. looking... You say that. Just... Where's the results? <laughs> oh, mate, they will come. They will come. We, he, I don't think... I think we spoke about it previously on a few episodes that there was like a golden era and then those players got a bit too old and then we sort of had didn't really have any great players. There's a recession. Mm, yeah. <laughs> now... Around the recession probably as well. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> now it's looked like we've got players lining up to play nearly every position and we've got reserve after reserve after reserve and I'm just looking forward to seeing Ingram play I don't know about you guys I think you get a lot of um, really good sort of like English talent from these sort of middle clubs as well Um, I feel like a lot of these sort of middle teams always seem to Leicester does it I know we're sort of at the table but things like Burnley Villa um, West Brom I know they're not great at the minute but they do use their sort of um, centre of excellences and they bring up a lot of people and I think that's really showing in and the England squad Gareth Southgate and so I'm recognising it now um, and that's good to see I mean the team is very young like the England squad at the minute is very very young from like when we used to watch it a lot more 
experienced players, but um, it's exciting to see um, fresh legs. Fresh legs in the team always is good. Nice. Yeah. H, H where do you think this England team's going? Um, well, I try and don't want to get too carried away. That's mm. happened many times before. Um, <laughs> Do it. But the only time we have done well is 2018, which is the only time we didn't expect anything. <laughs> um, Low expectations. Yeah, no, I'm really life. excited. Obviously, the, yeah, <laughs> the dream is to to have a squad as deep as Germany's. Oh, but, um, God, yeah, it looks like we're on our way there. It's very in fashion to give chances to young players at the moment, young English players. Um, which, to be fair, is something the FA have been trying to get done for the last 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. And it's actually producing results now. You can see it has worked. Yeah, all the grassroots stuff is sort of coming through. Nice. Uh, yeah, I love that. I, I'm just excited to see sort of the next sort of English tournaments coming up. Well, also England being in tournaments, not English tournaments. But um, let's look at a few more Premier League games coming up. So we've got Leicester Everton, and since we have a Leicester fan on the on the on the channel, I, I wanted to. Say, <laughs> I know I know it's been dropped a lot, Sarah. But, um, Leicester oh, did you Everton. Have a Leicester fan. <laughs> Le- Leicester Everton. That is kicking off. Well, now actually. As we speak. As we speak. Um, who have we got in the lineup? Let's have a look. Um, Schmeichel, of course, Castagna, Fafana, Evans, Justin, Indeedy, Tielemans, Albright, Madison Barnes, Perez up front. We've put out a very strong, very strong side there. Um, we definitely want to win. Everton are becoming a bit of a threat for us, especially in that um, Champions League Euro um, spots. Um, so I imagine it is going to be quite a tough game. Um, I think Everton, I've always rated Everton since I was younger I've always thought again they were sort of a team that everyone liked except for maybe you Mark being a Liverpool fan yeah. but generally I think Everton <laughs> have always been a team that people have oh they're alright we like the Toffees they're alright um, so I think this will be quite hard for us I know we've done quite well recently um, wins and draws but I don't I don't know I'm a bit scared about this one I honestly think Leicester will be completely fine I think um, players like Madison will really be up for this. He'll really be up for sort of. Was it away? Everton or Everton at home, isn't it? Uh, yeah, away for Leicester. Yeah, away for Leicester. So I, I think players. Yeah, like I said, Madison really going to be up for up for this. Really psyched. I think which goes back to obviously what we were saying last week about Leicester just all around being a good team. Like each person knows that they got put the effort in, um, mm-hmm. especially for a player like Madison who is looking more like he cares more about scoring for his club rather than having a consistent game so he's like okay well i may make a few errors here but yeah going for that goal mm-hmm. yeah and like even like looking at the bench and stuff our bench is strong like soyuncho ianacho amate chowdhury mm. like it's consistent like you don't think oh there's all the second rank players like there's solid defenders and midfielders there like any the of them list. any of them can come on and do a half decent job really yeah. and they've all got bench. their own um skills and benefits you know obviously everyone plays their part um what do you think the score like what do you the think team. the score will be uh i think it'll be 2-1 to leicester 2-1 there'll be goals okay. for both teams yeah not bad not bad i don't think everton yeah. will 
score. Although James Rodriguez is playing, so we've got balls mm. pinging in now. So hopefully Richardson can get his fat head on it, or maybe even Calvert yeah. Lewin can get his notably fat head on it. But yeah, no, it looks like um, looks like it'll be a good game. Um, so another game that's at half time is Brighton Fulham, which I mean don't really care about I'm not gonna lie I don't no, really care who wins. Dead. <laughs> dead game we'll move past that Man United Sheffield United I think it's kind of obvious Man United with the form I mean if Sheff- Sheffield United might pull out the bag you don't mind <laughs> mate they've got nothing to lose have they <laughs> it's the most unpredictable league in the world <laughs> Two brilliant 5,000 to 1 they win Brilliant. Yeah, no, I'd, you expect Man United to spank them, really, don't you? Don't Got really. To. It's just they need to get the goal difference up for Man United. This is the game where they yeah. can really. Yeah, they really need to score. And I think Man United, I think Bruno yeah. Fernandes will come out tonight and we'll see a lot more going in the back of the net. So after all those games will finish, we'll have the Spurs Liverpool game. We'll be playing Spurs at home. So Liverpool away. That is kicking off at eight, which is going to be a nice Thursday night football. Big game. Um, let me look at the table real quick. Um, we have Spurs right behind us by a point. So they probably <laughs> will be quite up for it. Yeah. Quite ready to go. So yeah, I think I think we could got, could got a good week ahead of us. Obviously, football is about to be finishing by tomorrow. So if you're watching this, hopefully we uh, we have some good football over the weekend. But I think that is probably time to finish our little session here on Footy Fetch Podcast. So if you're if you're still with us, don't forget to like and subscribe. Obviously, we have our lovely guest Sarah, um, who we will see it, who we, we we will add to the description. We'll leave um, some links across to her Instagram page where she does. Uh, a lot of stuff filming TV series. I'm sure you can go over there and have a lovely look and hit follow. And you have a YouTube page as well, don't you? You have a YouTube. Yes. Yes. Yep. We do weekly weekly YouTube videos. There we go. Weekly YouTube videos. Um, yeah. So thanks for coming along, guys. Um, thank you, Sarah, for joining us this week. It's been entertaining to say the least. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed watching some new films. Otherwise, I've never watched these films. So. Exactly. I mean, same. I think same mm. for everyone. It was an experience. It was a good. It was a good to do. Our, probably it's probably our first sort of collab as well on YouTube in terms of sort of different two different platforms coming together. Look at us YouTubers, eh? YouTubers doing everything. We're doing everything. <laughs> but yeah, um, the previous guest we had been scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> nice to Ollie, is it? <laughs> Uh, we're, we're talking about Hendra. Uh, he'll be back. He'll be back. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, anyway, guys, we're going to leave it there. Um, thank you for listening, and we will see you guys next week. See you later.